Welcome to Rama for Today Radio. Now he said that he'd been saved and baptized with the Holy Ghost for 37 years. Now, Brother Hagin, he said, but I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you just why my faith don't work. I, you know, I, in fact, he just stood there and talked himself out of healing, talked me out of his healing, talked God out of his healing. In fact, he just said that he's sure God wouldn't heal him. He knows it's in the Bible, but he wouldn't heal anybody like him. Because as I look back over these 37 years, I've just missed it in so many ways and failed in so many ways, you know. And all the devil just remind him of all of those things. Well, I saw then what the Lord was doing was getting me ready to help give me scripture that would give to that guy. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. Today we continue with more from the message series by Kenneth E. Hagan. What to do when faith seems weak and victory lost. Stay tuned. Also, later in today's program, I'll give you the details on how you can get this week's special offer. Right now, let's listen to Kenneth E. Hagin's message. We need some balance along this line uh, about sin. Because, see, a lot of people let a lot of things, let the devil harass them about wrongdoing and past mistakes and past failures and past sins and rob them of their faith and rob them of their healing and rob them of the blessings that God intended that they should have. Well, I know this much. If you look back, we can all see where we missed it. Somebody said hindsight's better than foresight. And sometime when we thought we was just doing real well. I mean, right at the moment, we thought, boy, we are just doing it. But then as we look back, we almost get embarrassed. I know I pastored nearly 12 years. And, and I know some of these churches that I pastored and went on to pastor another church, man, I thought I just did an excellent job. I thought, man, I really did it. But after I grew a little bit spiritual, and looked back to almost hide my face, you know, in shame. I said, dear God, dear God, dear God. Amen. And so it's certainly true that, uh, that uh, as we look back, you see, we can't let the devil defeat us, or even if we missed it. I was holding a meeting uh, a certain place one time, and uh, man, in fact, in a church, you see. And, and uh, one of the men in the church, a businessman, he uh, needed healing, desperate condition, really. Incurable, as far as doctors are concerned. He's a businessman. The doctor said that he ought to uh, just sell his business, you know, and get out of it. If he didn't, he'd, just, he'd probably die within six months' time. If he'd sell his business and get out of it, you know, and just stay on the medication and rest, he might live another two years, about the best they could offer him. Well, he had been into different healing meetings and different, I guess, probably the most outstanding healing evangelist in the world had laid hands on him. I came to his home church to hold a meeting and I'd laid hands on him and he didn't get healed. Well, he kept wanting to talk to me. Well, when you're running two services a day, you just don't have a lot of time to talk. So you can talk yourself out and then when you come to the services, you're all talked out. People need to realize that. And so uh, I said to him finally, I said, well, I'll tell you what I'll do because I had something else to do and he was at his business in the daytime anyway so he couldn't be in the day services that's what he needed was the teaching really I said tomorrow night I don't have time to talk tonight but tomorrow night I'll come early and I'll meet you over here in the pastor's office and, and I'll talk to you well I came early we met in the pastor's study and so uh, he began to tell me first of all all about his physical condition and this heart condition and how that the specialist had said that he 
Uh, you know, if he stayed with the business, they would encourage him to sell his business. Just get out of it. Just, just stay home. Rest, you know. And he might live another two years. If he stayed on, he could just fall dead in his business any day. And how everybody had prayed for him and laid hands on him and I'd laid hands on him I don't know how many times. And no healing. Well, now, as I got in my car and started toward the church, going a little bit earlier that night, especially meet him, well, really going back a little bit further, while I was shaving, getting ready to go, on the inside of me, and I recognize it as being the Lord speaking to me, because he's in there, you see. Amen. Uh, and on the inside of me, there was something, as we say sometimes, that said, uh, do you think that I would... Uh, require you to do something that I wouldn't do. And I sort of, you know, let that get by me first, you know, just went on shaving, got my mind off on something else. And again, on the inside of me in my spirit, you see, again, there was this inward voice that said, do you think that I would require you to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do? And I let it get by me the second time and the third time. And so I finally just spoke right out loud. By then I was tying my tie, you see, and getting ready to put my coat on head for the church. And when, when again on the inside of me this inward voice said, and I recognize it being the Lord, would you, do you think I would require you to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do? And I just spoke right out loud and said, why certainly not. No, you wouldn't require us, me or us as a Christians or as the church to do something that you wouldn't be willing to do. It would be unjust and be wrong. Amen. And thought no more about it. I got in my car and headed toward the church. And as I'm driving along, really thinking about the message I'm going to preach, not particularly thinking about this gentleman I'm going to talk to, but thinking about my message. And I like to keep my mind on it, sort of, you see, and I'm getting ready. And so he said, uh, again, on the inside of me, he said, uh, remember I said to Peter when he asked me, how often, Lord, should I forgive my brother? Till seven times? And I said, not till seven times, but till seven times 70. That's 490 times, and all that was in one day. And you know, I'd read that, you know, hundreds of times, but this never really dawned on me that way. And then again, this inward voice said, and you know, James 5, 14 said, is any sick among you? Let him call for the elders of the church, and let them pray over him and all in the name of the Lord. And the prayer of faith shall save the sick, and the Lord shall raise him up. And we'd always quoted that part of the verse. But this inward voice quoted the rest of it. And if they have committed sins, not, not a sin, plural sins, it shall be forgiven them. And I wonder, what in the world is the Lord talking to me like that for? Well, as soon as I got there and this fellow started talking, I understood. Now he said that he'd been saved, baptized the Holy Ghost for 37 years. Now, Brother Hagin, he said, but I'll tell you, I, I'll tell you just why my faith don't work. I, you know, uh, in fact, he just stood there and talked himself out of healing, talked me out of his healing, talked God out of his healing. In fact, he just said that he is sure God wouldn't heal him. He knows it's in the Bible, but he wouldn't heal anybody like him. Because as I look back over these 37 years, I've just missed it in so many ways and failed in so many ways, you know. And all the devil just remind him of all of those things. Well, I saw then what the Lord was doing was getting me ready to help give me scripture that would give to that guy. And I gave them to him and I said to him, well, now just what awful sins have you committed? How many banks have you robbed? How many lies have you told? Well, you know, he said, Brother Hagin, really, they're not sins of commission. It's mostly sins of omission. 
I'm a businessman. I made good money through these 37 years. I could have done more than just pay tithes. And sometimes didn't even do that. I could have put more money in the church. I could have given more money to missions. I could have prayed more. I could have witnessed in my business to people more for God. It's mostly uh, sins of omission. And I gave him these scriptures the Lord gave me, you see. Praise God. And laid hands on him there in the study and he is completely healed. There he was about to retire from his business and I guess he's somewhere between 55 and 60. Years later, I was preaching in that part of the country and blessed be God, somebody said, you know, Mr. So-and-so is retired. I think he's about 82 and he'd finally sold his business 15, 20 years later. <laughs> now he was about to let the devil defeat him, you see, because of past mistakes and past failures and past wrongdoing. But as I said to him, well, you, you asked the Lord to forgive you, didn't you? Yeah. Well, I said, he forgave you. Praise God, they're all gone. Don't drag them up. Amen. Don't drag them up. Now, right on the other hand, if you're going to persist in continuing to practice sin and wrongdoing, you're going to get into trouble. Because if you don't judge yourself, God, sooner or later, will have to judge you. The Bible said, if we judge ourselves, we'll not be judged. Now, what does that mean if we judge ourselves? That means if we've done wrong or if we do wrong, that we face up to it and say, now that's wrong. I judge that. And I'm going to put that away and not do that anymore. And uh, we judge yourself and we refuse to, to practice or live in sin. But even then, I'll tell you the grace of God amazes me. I don't know whether any of us have really plumbed the depth of his grace. Amen. I've seen it in manifestation until I went away weeping. I remember several years ago, we lived for a good many years in Garland, Texas, suburb of Dallas, you know. And uh, an older gentleman there was uh, desperately ill. And, of course, I was out on the field all the time, come in and out, so he requested I come by and see him. And Well, I went by to see him. Now, he didn't ask me to pray for his healing. He just wanted me to pray f with him and pray for him. And I'll tell you, the presence of God just met us in a marvelous way. But some way or another, I I'd try to make my tongue say certain things, and it wouldn't say it. It's just like something had a hold of my tongue. My tongue wouldn't say healing. I'd think healing, but my tongue wouldn't say what I was thinking. I never could pray for that fellow's healing. just like something had a hold of my tongue. And so uh, I went back another time at his request to pray for him. Doctors invented it, given him up, said he'll be dead in a matter of just, a, could be a few days, he might live a few months. Did live a couple of months, really. And so I said to the Lord, while I was trying to pray, standing there by the bedside with my hand laying on the fellow's head, finally just took it off him, couldn't even pray for his healing, just like something had to hold my tongue. My tongue wouldn't say what I was thinking. And on the inside of me in my spirit, you see, I said, Lord, why can't I pray for this man's healing? I mean, after all, he's not 70 years old yet. You promised us at least 70 or 80 years. That would be a minimum on up, uh, ever how much you believe for. And, and why, why, why? And just as plain on the inside of me, and I didn't know this. I checked it out, and it's all true. 
I didn't know it came by revelation. You see, I didn't know that much about the man. He said, well, I've been waiting on him for 36 years. He's 66 years old. He is saved. Now, I didn't know that when he was born again. Never had to ask him. He is born again when he is 30 years old. I've been waiting on him for 36 years to judge himself and to put away wrongdoing. He's never lived right over two weeks at a time. Now, you think about that. Never lived right over two weeks at a time in 36 years. You're listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan. This month, we're offering the paperback book by Kenneth E. Hagan, What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. Plus, the book by Ken Hagan, You Can Make It, and CD message, Walking with God by Ken Hagan. All three tremendous resources are yours for just $14.95. That's $8.95 off the regular price. Call now to get this very special offer, 1-888-FAITH-99. Strengthen your faith and grow. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Start your new year off right. Don't delay. Call 1-888-FAITH-99. That's 1-888-FAITH-99. Or if you prefer, write Kenneth Hagen Ministries. Our address is P.O. Box 50126, Tulsa, Oklahoma, 74150. Don't forget, for faster service, order online at rhema.org. That's R-H-E-M-A dot O-R-G. Now, let's join Ken and Lynette Hagen. As we start the year off, I would like to encourage you that have been partnering with us to continue your partnership or maybe consider increasing your monthly partnership. And if you haven't partnered with us, I would like to ask you, starting with January, that you partner with us this year to help us. Tomorrow on Rama for Today, we continue to strengthen our faith with the teaching by Kenneth E. Hagan, What to Do When Faith Seems Weak and Victory Lost. Thanks for listening to Rama for Today with Ken and Lynette Hagan.